Welcome to the Maris Review. I am here today with Marcy Dermansky. She is the author of the critically acclaimed novels The Red Car, Bad Marie, and Twins. Her latest, juiciest novel is Very Nice. Welcome. Thank you so much, Maris. I'm, I'm so excited that you're here. Me too. Um, when you have a book called Very Nice, <laughs> do people try to do a Borat voice to you very often? Does he do that? <laughs> I mean, at least it's not my wife. Oh, but. my goodness. I heard one very nice joke from Bora, and I just didn't know why. I thought they were out of their mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really it's like his second biggest catchphrase. I saw that movie, his first movie, when it first came out. And so, no, but I'm so glad to be clued in. That's so important. I feel embarrassed to begin this interview, right? <laughs> but but do tell me more about the title as you perceive it. and. Yeah. Um, because I love as as a writer right. choosing to to go with a modifier. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting. It's a, it was the first title that I came up with, and I had originally written "Very Nice" was a short story, which was a standalone, the first chapter, which was published mm. in Lenny Letter, which doesn't exist anymore, which is really sad. Yeah. I loved it, but it was kind of two things. I think um, the writing professor, who's completely inappropriate, like yeah. referred to her kisses as very nice. <laughs> And then there was something so ironic about that because as a teacher, every time the student wrote a short story, he crossed off all the varies. Yes. And so she was so sensitive that when he said the word very nice, I think there was just like almost like she wanted to put a bullet through him, yep. which, which isn't in the book, but I think she really did. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and when you think about how you talk, mm -hmm. there are tons of all the time. <laughs> there's just and there's really. And so that was in the first short story. And then I just liked it. And it just fit. It just fit. With yeah, the book. sure did. So I didn't know that it would stay. But when I got to the end, I did throw some extra varies. Like I worked it in. Because, because <laughs> Sometimes I you have to. You have to. And I do. When people say, what's the title of your book? I say, very nice. And they look at me as if I'm kidding. Or if that's it. I'm like, no, it's a very nice book. <laughs> and I'm going to watch the Borat movie again. <laughs> Marcy, will you tell some of the listeners who haven't read the book yet yeah. just a little bit about what it's about? Sure, I would love to. It's Yay. a, I mean, it's about it's literary soap opera. Is the phrase that I'm yes. using, yes. and I do watch soap operas, so I'm coming out about that because that's something you're supposed to be a little bit embarrassed about. I think not anymore. Nah. Yeah, nah. but so it's really about this professor and his student, and he has a standard poodle. And she takes she takes his poodle home for the summer. And then this writer who's like very famous but completely falling apart comes back to look for his poodle and has nowhere to live. And the mother who just lost her poodle who died and whose husband just left her for a pilot said, wants to keep the poodle. She really, really only wants to keep the poodle. But So she says to the writer, why don't you just stay for a little while so I can keep your dog? She doesn't actually say that. And then something grows between the mother and the writer. Yes. And, and the story takes off from there. And so m the events of the story are set during one. It's one summer. One summer by yeah. the pool. It's so nice to have a constraint, by the way. When yeah. You're writing, it's like one summer by the pool. And I love swimming pools. It's so it, that was fun for me to do. And, and you tell the story from many different perspectives. Yeah. What was that like? What was it like embodying a kind of down on his luck, but very literary broish dude. You know, it was really interesting. It was really fun to write. And um, I haven't written from the male perspective very much at all. Yeah. And so there are two male perspectives in this book. There's yes. the broish dude and there's also the father. And 
it was it was kind of great. He's that character is just an amalgam of so many different like famous writers. I was gonna ask in my mind, can you I name will, them. No, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the funny thing is is that I slip into like a lot of his concerns and worries and like looking at his phone at three in the morning because he wants to get a text message from an editor or something like that's me. But I'm not a man <laughs> and I'm not as famous as him. But I I get my stuff in everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and he's active on Twitter. Yes. (laughs) As we are. So many writers are. And I find out, I feel like I find out so much stuff about people that I can't believe that they're revealing. (laughs) Save it for the novel. Totally. (laughs) But but this was like, my first novel, Twins, was written with multiple points of view, but I haven't done that for a while. And so this was sort of new for me. And and this was many points of view. This was yes. five. And it's a really fun way to write because you get instant structure. You're like this character, then this character. So you know right. just where you go. And somehow by switching characters, every time you start a new chapter, you jump a little bit ahead. So it just makes the plot sure. just go. And so that was great for me. <laughs> that's that's excellent. Thanks. What was it like to write a mother and daughter? Um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I have, I have a nine-year-old daughter, so yes. she's much younger than Rachel. And the mother in this book is 54, so I'm a little bit younger than her, but I started late. But it was really easy to kind of slip my experience as a mother into the book and her frustrations with even a younger child. I was able to make it older. And it, yeah. was, it was really easy, and it's fun to go into people's heads. And, and that's really what I love about writing fiction just in general is the whole interior monologue and what people are thinking. Sure. And so, I mean, I just loved it. It didn't feel difficult I'm really glad my daughter's still nine because <laughs> yes <laughs> right now she thinks that my work is really boring because I don't write fantasy and so she mm. she's like she has no interest in it so what um, is, what is she into now she loves Percy Jackson oh, okay yeah all right yeah, she's big into it well it's funny that you say fantasy because when I was reading the book mm-hmm. I, I did think that each of these characters was enacting a bit of a fantasy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's nice, actually. <laughs> so, like, it's a grown-up fantasy exactly. novel. Yeah. How do you show them letting their guards down or, or, or figuring out that the things that they think are so great about them are not? You know, I don't figure anything out in a strange <laughs> way. It just comes out. It just comes out when I'm writing. I don't outline and I don't think mm. about the plot ahead of I mean the only thing I think about the plot I'm sort of jumping a little bit is I knew at the end I wanted to bring all the characters together sure because that's really fun with an ensemble novel and so at one point I had to really figure out how do I get these two characters lives to and that was work but what they think I mean I think when you write you sort of it sounds so corny but you do go into a different place and these characters have minds of their own and they write their own sentences and they speak their own dialogue sure. and, and that's really why I like to write it's really fun and so Zahid, the the, mm-hmm. the writer slash professor slash house guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves being a house guest. Um, is an acclaimed writer, but he's having trouble with the second book. Yeah. And so he's been teaching. Yeah. He feels bad for himself in a way that it seems that only a self-centered man could could Yeah. I don't think a woman would quite be so self-pitying because he's got it going so good and yet there are people like the woman who's staying at at his home Mm -hmm. while he's in off in connecticut yeah has guests over and they are so floored that he made lentils (laughs) (laughs) like he's such a genius genius cooking i guess that's impressive and i and i assume maybe Mm -hmm. you can tell me 
Um, he's Pakistani, so yeah. so there's something exotic to these women. I don't about. think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's just he's got the dark skin and the long hair and the long fingers, and he's very exotic. So yeah, and um, this is a real post-Trump book. Yes. Um, I'm. I mean, I don't. I feel like I'm a very political person, mm-hmm. but I'm not a political writer. And so, and I don't, for instance, tweet. Well, I do now. Everybody does. But I, I try not to do too much. But I was really surprised to be writing about politics. And basically, I was writing after the election. And I was just going to everybody's stream of consciousness. And mm-hmm. I hope all of these voices sound different. And some people will agree and some people will disagree. But basically, my thoughts about what was going on in America just seeped into the book. Yeah. And so... Um, what I was feeling. So I have like Rachel donates to a GoFundMe campaign about yes. about an immigrant who's being deported. Like that's a real campaign that I gave money to. And Chloe curses white men who are <laughs> killing yes. people with the guns. I mean, yeah. it's all it's all from my personal experience. And I was just really surprised that I ended up writing about it. And I wasn't trying to make a point. It's just I actually feel frustrated with people who are so self-obsessed. I'm self-obsessed too, but that they don't even like stop to consider the world around them. Like I just find it maddening. So, And I think one of the things that you called out really well mm-hmm. is that posting about it on social media doesn't really mean anything or do anything. Well, it's both. I think it doesn't and I think it gets really shrill and I think – you're always posting to people who agree with you. And I, I right. and I tend not to post. I don't have enemies and I don't engage in fights the way some people do. But at the same time, it's really valuable. Like Alexander Chi is one writer. Who, he's so good. He's so good. And he's just always posting like call this senator and yes. do, do this. Calls to action are actually yeah, and helpful. I, and I think they're so great. And, you know, and I, I'm going to um, protest on Friday and you post where you're going and it keeps it in people's minds. So I think it's both. You know, I think it's actually incredibly valuable. People sometimes people think these these characters are just terrible because they're really rich and they donate money and it's just like well are they terrible I don't know we all want to have houses with swimming pools does we that, sure do does that make you terrible I mean at least they're giving money to Hillary Clinton yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's that black and white and and so let's talk a little bit about the term unlikable yes I found a lot to like about most of the characters okay. in the book right what was your intention. I wish I had an intention. I mean, I like all of them, which is funny because I know they all do terrible things. And I, I can imagine like people would especially hate the father who, who you know, yes. who calls his female employee, like we'll call her a girl and we'll refer to her as the black girl. And it's just like completely inappropriate. But at the same time, he doesn't know any better. Like, and, right. and like, and I guess that's sort of Reminds me of my dad. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think my dad owned a company and is a really sweet and lovely man. And he would... I don't think he touched women's butts, but I think <laughs> I think he would just, you know, like call them honey and like and right, I, and of I course. just I mean I think if he were still working now this would be a problem, but uh-huh. I think it's okay. I don't know, do you know? So I yeah. think it's it's tricky. And 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 merging these generations, yeah. you, you have his younger daughter wanting to go see a Greta Gerwig film, right? <laughs> and like, how does he find that sensitivity within himself? Right. And I thought that scene was funny. And you know, now that we're just, this is a podcast, I, if, I want to let people know that I actually really love the film Lady Bird. And, <laughs> and in the movie, I, it, it's pretty much made fun of and, and I didn't mean to do it. And if Greta Gerwig were to listen to this, just let her know I'm a, okay. hu- I'm a well, huge admirer. <laughs> okay. Same, same. Okay. And I didn't actually find, I think it's, says something lovely about 
the daughter, mm-hmm. Rachel, that, that she does. Okay. In fact, love it. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk more about soapy, okay. but literary. I, I've heard people say soapy, but important. Why do you think people have trouble with those different definitions and um, putting them in the same sentence? It's interesting about fiction and, and what's considered good and what's considered bad or not good, mm-hmm. not bad, but what's considered good. Right. And usually what's considered good is going to be like um, something that's really important and really serious. And it's going to, and right. I make fun of the writing, but usually they're going to have really long sentences in my mind. <laughs> right. And I feel like books that are easy to read in general aren't often not taken as seriously because they're so pleasurable. And, and I wish that weren't the case. And mm-hmm. I think it was last year when Andrew Sean Greer won the Pulitzer Prize yes. for less. I feel like so many writers were just filled with glee because he just wrote like a, a book that made you laugh out loud and was just, you know, it was it was nice. And, and that that can be good, too, and can be taken seriously. Yes. yes. And, and truly any book that you take to the pool or the beach is a beach read Abs- by definition. Yeah. So I know, and, and I never read when I go to the beach because I'm having too much fun swimming. So, it, but it's funny. <laughs> I always take a book with me. I take a book with me wherever I go. But on the beach, I'll never read it, pretty much. And and so, where do you go to the beach? Um, I just go to the Jersey Shore most of the time. And oh so, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's a day trip. I live in Montclair, New Jersey, so it's just about an hour drive down to Asbury. And oh, so, yeah. I grew up in Asbury. You near, did, or near? I did not close know too. that. So okay. yeah, wow. so I understand. Yeah, it's nice. Um, how did you get Connecticut? I so. know. <laughs> I, um, I'm not from Connecticut. I'm from Englewood, New Jersey. And like the house, basically the house is set in a real house that I've gone to as a guest Oh, and just sort of fell in love with and felt, I felt terrible inside that house because I just loved it so much (laughs) and I got to swim in it for one day and like, I don't, it's not mine. It will never be mine. And it's just so beautiful. (laughs) And it, I didn't know like a couple years later that I was going to put these characters and make them live in it. Mm. And so there's a lot of like Zahid's envy and Zahid like wanting this world for himself. Like that's me being the male fancy writer. Right. Yeah. But it's and I've been to Connecticut a bunch of times. And so I've got some knowledge of towns and places. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a fairy tale fictional world. Indeed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And and one of the fantasies, of course, is that the the father character has mm-hmm. ex husband yeah um can can run off with somebody he barely knows and have a, a lovely beautiful life <laughs> well it doesn't work out that great for him no I think sure he, doesn't no no he tries to come home I won't give it all away but no don't give it all yeah, away but yeah yeah but but there's something about watching all of these um ideas about what you're what a character's life is going to be yeah come crashing down let's talk about dogs okay <laughs> yeah what do you want to you have a dog i do but no, no. Uh, let's talk about an apricot poodle standard yeah. poodle that's very specific it is i grew up with standard poodles, oh, okay like my whole life like my mother's allergic to dogs and mm. They're big dogs, standard poodles, because right. poodles just have a bad reputation, which isn't fair. And I guess they're very expensive dogs, and that could be part of it, that pretty much only wealthy people are going to have standard poodles, but that's right. not entirely true. But they're actually great dogs, and they're really smart, and they're really loving, and they're they're really beautiful, and they're not as fussy as they seem to be on TV. They don't have to have all those poofy pom-poms. And so <laughs> I guess it's partially that's my experience of a dog, and I, I, I do. You do. You write what you know, and so... 
that's how those dogs got in there. And I think we once had, my family once had an apricot colored standard poodle that was actually so neurotic and strange that she was returned within two, oh, two, no. two days to like the poodle farm. And I'm sure that poodle had a good life. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And how about dog as plot device? That, um, <laughs> that's new, right? And so there was actually, it was interesting. I don't, it feels maybe it's weird to quote myself, but there was an NPR review and they talked about how even the dog was unfaithful. <laughs> yes. yes I was like that's so brilliant because I had no idea I, had, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that but the dog really is unfaithful and there's a real there's almost like a real fight for who loves the dog the most it could be Zahid it could be the daughter and it's like the mother and dogs dogs do fall in love with people and, yes yeah and so it was fun writing about a dog and it was interesting too because I would forget about the dog a little bit. Like that's one of the things that I had to do in revise is I ha- would have to go in and put the dog into the scenes. I'm like, you need more dog here. You need more dog there. <laughs> and, and certainly mm-hmm. one of my favorite fantasies of the book, because I have to cling to this with all my heart, is that the mother is able to replace yeah. her dead dog with, with a, a brand new one who loves her. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that she gets this dog. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's one nice thing. Yeah. Oh, can we go back to social media a little bit? Sure. Were you concerned that technology would be outmoded in fiction? Well, this book, it's almost the only thing I was really worried about is that it was so contemporary. Like, I think this book is pretty much set in like 2000. 17 and mm-hmm. we're in 2019 now is just that, that what's happening in our country is just getting worse and worse that yeah. my book would seem outdated by now like that's something I worried about and when I went back to copy edit it like I social events have changed but I couldn't put new things in because they just didn't fit but otherwise I feel like it's still pretty true to, to I don't feel like that's changed yet and no it hasn't no. and I feel like I mean with my with my novel before this which was called the red car yeah. I really didn't want to touch this stuff. I didn't want Facebook mm-hmm. and I didn't want cell phones. And I very purposefully said it like in the year 2000 so that I just didn't, didn't have, have to, to deal with technology. But I feel like if you write about current events or current times, you have to. It's just how we live now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's talk about other books that, okay. you, that you, you've loved. <laughs> I've loved. Well, I just read a book that's a few years old that's called um, Make Your Home Among Strangers and by Jeanette Capocruz. Is that her name? <laughs> I, I, we will have it in the show notes oh, great. and it'll be perfect. And, and I mean, one thing I've just never stopped loving is um, I love coming of age books. I just I just love them so much. And so this was about mm. about a, um, a girl from Miami who um, is of Cuban descent, who goes to like in a really elite private college and is just completely over her head and overwhelmed and her family doesn't support her going there. And it's just I just loved it so much. And, mm. and I could even I could. It would sound wrong for me to relate to it because I'm not a minority, but I did. I had one experience when I went to college where I did so poorly in my freshman English class that my teacher actually said to me, well, you need remedial writing help. Oh, but no. I know it was awful. He said, but I can't help you because you're not a minority. It was... <laughs> And so anyhow, so it was funny, he, but I'm, I could just relate to what she was going through and, and I just loved it and it was really well written. And so that's the last book I read. So I need Excellent. to, I need to pick a new book now. So yeah, yeah, there's so many, I, there are so many all the time. <laughs> yeah. Anything else that, that you go, what's your go-to? I love, favorite? I love, um, I love short stories and I just read 
Polly Rosenquist's short stories. Mm. And that's, by the way, that's a book. I ran into her agent at, at an event once and she was just like, this book hasn't had any print reviews. I just learned about that book on social media and people just loved it. People so love it so much. much. And so really just like social media, I feel like it's so powerful. Like if six people that you really love and admire just will tweet about these stories, that's how I found them. And they're about, they're all really about motherhood. Right. And so they're pretty, they're pretty amazing. They're yeah. pretty honest. Thank you for listening to the Maris Review, and check the show notes for the books we discussed on here today. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.